0: Exciting and exotic animals thrive in different regions throughout the world. One such habitat is the continent of Africa. What kind of unique animals live here and what purpose do they serve? Stay tuned.
1: The hyena is used by our creator, the Lord Jesus, to clean up what the animals leave behind.
0: This is Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a Creation Radio Journal. I'm Chris O'Brien with the Institute for Creation Research. From reptiles to primates and four-footed beasts, there are literally tons of animals living in Africa. Although we can only highlight a few on this program, these creatures show the wonder of God's creation. So come along with us for the next 15 minutes as we go on safari and discover some interesting things about some fascinating African wildlife. We'll start with a popular African mammal that many people find endearing. These majestic animals tout some very unique features, and their young are just adorable. ICR Museum curator Cindy Carlson holds degrees in biology and zoology. She tells us some interesting facts about elephants that we'll not soon forget.
2: African elephants are the largest land animal on Earth. The largest ones can grow to 13 feet tall and weigh 7 tons. They are herbivores, and to maintain their large bodies, they must eat 5% of their weight in roots, grasses, fruit, and bark every day. They must also drink 30 to 50 gallons of water. One of the most wonderful things about an elephant is its trunk. And most appendages that we see in God's creation are muscle supported by bone, But an elephant's trunk is 100,000 muscles pulling on each other. And the elephant uses this very long appendage, which really is his nose, for smelling, breathing, trumpeting, drinking, and grabbing things. And this cleverly designed appendage is big and strong enough to lift a heavy log and delicate enough to pluck the berries off the bush that the elephants really like.
0: Besides this wonderful trunk, the ears on an elephant are also an impressive part of this massive creature. Dr. Tom Hoyle is director of Bible and Science Ministries in Tacoma, Washington.
3: The African elephant, for example, can have ears that are six feet tall. And of course, for a long time, people wondered why. Why does this African elephant need such big ears? Well, it's because the African elephant literally does not sweat it. The elephant does not perspire. It doesn't produce sweat. And this is an extremely important way of, of course, cooling an animal, especially in hot Africa. One of the reasons, of course, that we perspire is to cool our bodies, especially after exertion. Well, it turns out that no big problem for the elephant, even though it can't perspire, It has these gigantic ears which serve as huge radiators. These ears are completely full of tiny capillaries, full of blood, and are flowing in and out constantly. The outside air cools the blood in these capillaries. The blood is then circulated throughout the elephant, and it keeps them very, very cool indeed, no matter how hot it might be outside. This is a remarkable design feature that once again defies any sort of evolutionary origin.
0: Another huge mammal that graces the African landscape is one that spends most of its time in the water. Cindy Carlson explains.
2: The hippopotamus lives in the rivers and lakes of Africa. The name hippopotamus means the river horse, and they do spend 16 hours a day in the water with their ears, eyes, and nostrils located on top of their heads. They can see and hear while they're mostly submerged. When they're in the water during the day, they're really resting because it's at night when they climb the banks in search of grass to eat, and their wide, leathery lips are perfect for cropping grass. They may even travel six miles looking for grass to eat every night, and they eat about 80 pounds each night. They live in herds with one dominant male and several females and the young
0: In spite of spending so much of their time underwater, hippos are to be feared by man.
2: You may have heard that hippos are the most dangerous animal to humans in Africa. And that probably is true because they kill more people every year than any other predator. This is partly because they're highly territorial. They also in spite of looking too large to run, can run faster than a human being can. They can open their mouths very wide, 180 degrees, and they have gigantic canines that grow up to 20 inches long.
0: But what's really peculiar about this wide-mouthed creature is the way God equipped it with a built-in medicine cabinet.
2: The ancient Greeks thought hippos sweat blood, And in fact, they do exude a red substance, but it's not blood. We might call it red sweat, but it really doesn't come from the same kind of glands as our sweat glands come from. But it comes from glands that are underneath the skin. And this red substance is very helpful to the hippo. It has two things that it is very good for, the hippo. First, it is a sunscreen. And secondly, it has An antibiotic in it, which has been found to inhibit the growth of at least two types of disease-causing bacteria. So this is helpful because they get cut when they're in territorial disputes with their fellow hippos.
0: When we think about African animals and the wonderful way they've been designed by our creator, one creature stands head and neck above the rest. Dr. Hoyle tells us about some special features of the giraffe.
3: We'll start at the very top, and that being the fact that the head of the giraffe can be two feet long. In fact, almost everything on a giraffe is really long. The head and the neck together make up 40% of the height of a giraffe, and giraffes can be 18 to 20 feet tall or two stories tall we think that the giraffe clearly demonstrates divine design in that with that long neck, it can survive. Why? Well, for starters, the giraffe is literally all heart. Its heart can be up to 30 inches long, and it has the highest blood pressure of any land animal on Earth with a pulse averaging 140 to 170 beats per minute. So this is an extraordinarily powerful heart, And of course, it's necessary in order to get the blood all the way up to the head of the giraffe up that great big long neck of his.
0: But couldn't this blood pressure also cause problems for this creature?
3: When the giraffe bends down to drink water, we've got the reverse situation here. Now we're going to have too much blood rushing downhill towards that brain. And if the blood was allowed to rush unchecked, the giraffe could suffer from an aneurysm. It could die from a cerebral hemorrhage due to a blood vessel bursting. The good news is the giraffe has in its neck one inch wide valves in its jugular vein, and these valves automatically close whenever the blood pressure reaches a certain point. And of course, the reverse is true when the giraffe raises its head back up again we'd expect all this blood to quickly come roaring out of its head and we'd expect the poor giraffe to pass out or faint. But once again, due to the heart, due to valves, due to unique structure at the base of the giraffe's head, due to these things, the giraffe always has the correct amount of blood in its head. And there's no other animal on Earth quite like the giraffe in this regard.
0: Africa is a land of big animals with big appetites and, consequently, lots of leftover waste. Although the Creator did provide certain animals as cleanup crews in Africa and throughout the world, these critters don't usually make the favorites list of most people. Dr. Job Martin is Director of Biblical Discipleship Ministries in Rockwall, Texas, and creator of the video series, Incredible Creatures That Defy Evolution. He says dung beetles serve a very important purpose.
1: These little dung beetles, maybe a third, uh, more than an inch long, and they're related to the beautiful scarab beetles of Egypt. They have bright metallic colors. Some of them are just shiny black, and they have a job to do, and that is to clean up the grazing lands and the pastures, and they are very efficient at doing that. On the African grasslands, the dung beetles, they thrive, especially on the dung of the wildebeest and probably because there's lots of those, the herds of hundreds of them. And if they didn't tidy things up, well, we'd be in pretty bad shape. So what they do is they find the fresh animal dung, and then they remove some of it in a a ball, and roll it and push it to their burrow, and then they lay their eggs in it, and that's what the larvae eat as they mature.
0: But digestive waste is not the only kind of debris that can clutter up a place. Dr. Martin tells us about other waste that's left on the African plain and the creatures responsible for cleaning it up.
1: What about other types of things, that, uh, like when the lions and the big cats, uh, they eat things, and they leave a lot of bones and skin and hooves and all kinds of things behind, and well, who cleans up after them? Well, the hyena of Africa comes into role. The hyena, just like the dung beetle, is used by our creator, the Lord Jesus, to clean up what the animals leave behind. And they leave behind the lions and cheetahs, the big cats and things like that. After they finish eating, why they'll leave behind skin, bones, hooves, meat. And then here comes various insects and vultures that will help. But the hyena is the main uh, vacuum sweeper, let's say, of what goes on there. And they have immensely powerful jaws. They can crunch up thick bones. Uh, They can even eat animal hooves. They eat everything. Whatever's there, they'll eat it. And they can digest almost anything.
0: We've learned some interesting things about the Creator's caring design in the African animals we've highlighted today. However, the created beings that God cares most about is mankind. Dr. Martin tells us that because we were created in God's image, we are set apart from the animal kingdom.
1: We're not some sort of a highly evolved primate. God made us special because he wanted us to bring him glory and to have fellowship with him. And so that's basically why the Lord Jesus ultimately stepped into his creation. And we, we're sinners. We know it. I know it. You know it. We all know it. We don't even live up to our own standards, let alone God's standards. And he knew that too. So that's when he set his son, the Lord Jesus, to come down here on in his creation. Amazingly, he comes into his creation as a little baby and and then he becomes a man and he does his miracles to prove who he is. And then he died on the cross to take the penalty for our sin. And, th- and then he, he came up from the tomb at the resurrection. And it's one of the most well-attested events in history uh, when you come right down to it. And he came up from the tomb to prove that he had overcome death, that he had taken our penalty in his death so that we can have a relationship with him. So when we look at the creation, it should remind us there's a God behind it that designed it, He spoke it into existence, he sustains it, he's made provision for everything, even even as it is cursed, as it is since the fall of Adam, and then his huge provision just for us and for our sinfulness, that we can have our sins forgiven when we receive Jesus as our Savior and we can live with him forever.
0: As our program comes to a close, we hope that you've been encouraged. It's our desire at ICR to show that the Bible can be trusted, both historically and scientifically, and to give facts that will build your faith. As Christians, we need to understand the scientific basis for our beliefs. We pray that this program will aid you in your discovery of science and the Bible. You know, most people aren't aware that today there are thousands of scientists that are convinced of the truth of biblical creation and not evolution. Our non-denominational ministry aims to restore and strengthen the Genesis foundations of the Christian faith. If you've enjoyed today's edition of Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a Creation Radio Journal, why not visit us on the web to find out more about the work of ICR. The address is www.icr.org. Again, www.icr.org.